Hello and namaste everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of Meditation Matters. I'm your host, Niall Shell, and I am super excited to come to you guys. So to go ahead and jump into today's topic, it'll be about the power of vulnerability. And just a note, I usually do like to take a few moments to just talk about my meditation experience for the day. And yes, I did meditate today, but I really feel led to just dive into our topic. So I like to just go with the flow a lot of times, so I'm just going to go with this flow here. Bear with me, guys. Um, so I just want to premise the question that really drove this research and my curiosity and wanting to really dig deeply into what it means to be vulnerable and what it means to have power in that is a very simple question, which is, is there power in being vulnerable? And I think what's interesting here is, you know, you can really ask yourself, like, what do you mean? Can there really be power in me being vulnerable? And also, what do you mean by vulnerability? I have an answer to both those questions. And I want to start with the definition of vulnerability and vulnerable. And I do start with a very basic textbook definition. It goes by the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed either physically or emotionally. So I just want to take a moment to talk about this definition. All right. It's by Mary Webster, a well-used dictionary for the English language. And, um... It was just just a very, you know, negative vibe to me. It's very fight or flighty. You know what I mean? Like, this is the type of vulnerability that I feel like we're constantly ingesting and translating and, you know, sharing to other people, you know, in, in friends, family, upbringing, ourselves, other people, you know, whatever it may be. And I'm not talking about physical vulnerability in this moment at all. I'm not really talking about being in a very vulnerable space, like you live in a vulnerable location to natural disasters, or you are a prey that is vulnerable to being attacked by a predator. Okay, so I'm coming out of that sphere, and I'm coming into the sphere of just holistic vulnerability as a human. You could arguably say emotional vulnerability, but it runs a little bit deeper than that. And just to note, the definition of an emotion is a state of feeling. And as we know that states of feeling, they fluctuate. So we can feel anxious, we can feel happy, we can feel in that fight or flight mode, right? But a lot of things about these feelings and emotions is that they they come and go, and they're meant to come and go, right? They're meant to fluctuate. They're meant to just kind of be and not be and come and go and do what it is that they're supposed to be doing, right? And we're here as these vessels of energy and just feeling and existence, right? Uh, we're not really meant to get too overly involved and block them inside of ourselves, but sometimes we do. But I don't want to dive too deep into emotional blockages just yet. I do want to stay a little bit more focused on just like the power of vulnerability and what that means. And naturally, being vulnerable allows us to really digest and understand and also allow the emotions that we're feeling to flow through ourselves and it allows us to be our, our, our most authentic self. But before I dive too, jump too fast into the next topic, um, I just want to talk about some of the things that I've experienced. And note, these are my opinions. I like a good discussion for sure, but just based on my existence here so far on this earth and having conversations and even being someone 
as well who has really struggled with this concept of allowing myself to be emotionally vulnerable to be a vulnerable person to be completely 100% authentic to the point where I'm not ashamed to express a certain piece of myself many of us live in a state where the concept of vulnerability or being vulnerable is a very unsafe thing to do it's risky business right and nine times out of ten we don't really want to be involved in risky business I mean if we talk about risk level fluctuations it varies from person to person and if we're taught and if we feel if we experience what being vulnerable can do to us it can definitely lead us to not wanting to be that again or anymore or in most of our situations right the reality is that if, if there's anything that threatens our sense of control or if we can begin to feel vulnerable, it, it may trigger kind of like a fleeing, a freezing, or a fighting, or a complete disassociation with ourselves from that situation that is plunging us into that vulnerable state. But overall, allowing yourself to be vulnerable it allows you to maintain that control. And I think sometimes we think that if we allow ourselves to be vulnerable with, say, a person, right, we lose all control of the situation. We lose all control of our feelings. We lose all control of what, how, of what and how we thought the situation was going to go. And I would arguably say that that is not the case because instead you're allowing yourself to have control over yourself. You're allowing yourself to express something that you need to express. You're allowing yourself to be your most authentic self. And always be mindful. Our desire to always be in control of how our life goes isn't necessarily the best course of action all the time, right? I mean, there are times when we definitely need to understand and practice a sense of control and discipline and what it may be. But the universe, the creator, the divine, the, the greater existence, the universal consciousness does in fact still have a plan and purpose for our lives. Things will go in ways that we don't understand, but there is a greater working happening that will continue to divine the purpose of our life. And so sometimes we may feel like we're completely don't have control of the situation. It frightens us. And being vulnerable can be a place where we're frightened by that because we're feeling like we're losing our sense of control or we're losing control of that relationship or we're afraid to express how we feel because we don't want the person to think that we're coming on too strong or we don't want to be misunderstood or we don't want to feel like we're not being validated in our opinion or whatever it may be. We don't want to risk some sort of feeling not matching what we wanted to match and action not matching what we wanted to match. Again, that sense of control. And we want things to be reciprocated to a degree, right? You want to, you, let's just say you decide to tell, tell someone that you love them and they don't tell you that they love you back. Arguably, you could feel some type of way about that, right? So there's a lot that goes into this concept of vulnerability and what it means to be vulnerable. And a renowned speaker on the concept of the power of vulnerability and just vulnerability as a whole, her name is Brene Brown, which I will actually link a couple of her talks in the comment section of this. But she really takes the time to dive into this concept to dive into the ins and outs of what we think vulnerability means and also dive into her research on vulnerability on like existence and on love and um, she has a lot of great talks a lot of great comments and like I said I'll you know include a link to some of her talks so that you guys can completely explore this topic even more in your own times outside of what I'm talking about here all right 
back to being vulnerable, right? And and what does it mean to not allow ourselves to be vulnerable? To not allow ourselves to express our feelings, to not allow ourselves to express some concerns that we may have, to not allow ourselves to tap into a deeper sense of self and communication so that we don't end up operating in relationships or day-to-day life in a sense of fear versus a sense of love and a sense of like, oh my gosh, I don't want to lose control. And instead in a sense of just complete understanding and gratitude. The reality of not allowing ourselves to be vulnerable means that we are literally bottling up the feelings and thoughts that are sitting inside of us that desire to be released inside of our bodies. And I want to note that emotions and thoughts and all these things are energy. Everything is energy. Everything is energy. We learn in school that energy is never created nor destroyed. That is true. Our thoughts are energy. What we say is energy. Um, What we do is energy. I mean, everything is energy. And whenever we find ourselves bottling up different thoughts, concepts, fears, concerns, we find ourselves not allowing ourselves to express and to keep it real, right? And to be honest and to be vulnerable. Um, There is power in vulnerability and I will go ahead and grab into that. You know, no matter the situation is that you may find yourself being vulnerable and like, you know, I've been talking about so far vulnerability in relationships, right? Or vulnerability with yourself. And vulnerability with yourself can actually plunge you into a very deep place of like realizing that you've been holding on to certain experiences from the past that have been creating a lot of trapped emotions and keeping you in a cycle of sadness or keeping you in a cycle of something that just keeps repeating itself and you've never really been able to figure out why. I mean, like it can actually induce physical pain. I mean, there's a whole dialogue into the reality the pains, the stressors, the disease, the sicknesses, and just the inability to live fully and deeply that keeping certain emotions can do. And so this is more so tapping into a level of communication, but allowing yourself to be vulnerable is a level of communication. It is a level of allowing yourself to acknowledge yourself, a level of allowing yourself to uh, allow yourself to be heard by other people. And especially when it comes to relationships, Vulnerability can be something that really allows yourself to build deeper bonds, not only with yourself and with your most divine, but also with the people around you, with your loved ones, your family, your friends, your significant other. I mean, vulnerability can really play a role in allowing you to be heard, your feelings to be heard, your concerns to be heard. And it can also open up a space where the people that you are deciding to be vulnerable with can then allow themselves or consider tapping into the possibility of being vulnerable themselves. So everything is energy. Energy just kind of frequents to the next person. And if your intention is to allow yourself to be more vulnerable and to tap into a more genuine sense of yourself through vulnerability, through communication, through allowing yourself to be with yourself in a different kind of way, through allowing yourself to make that plunge and and shoot for that job or start that business or take your business public or whatever it may be, right? I mean, there's vulnerability that you can experience both on a personal level, a relationship level, a business level. There's so many ways to really embrace 
what it means to be vulnerable and the power of it. And um, I actually want to take a quote from an article I was reading that really helped to fuel some of my research by Christine Hassler. And she says, if you are protecting and guarding yourself, you are unavailable for intimacy. And if you are unavailable for intimacy, then you will most likely attract unavailable people. And I just want to make a note here that intimacy doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be that with his romantic sexual partner. Intimacy can be something that you feel with your friends, something that you feel with your family, your coworkers, whatever it may be. Platonic and non-platonic relationships can fill intimacy. And vulnerability can really help you to plunge you into a deeper relationship with the people that you really care about. Guarding ourselves guarding our emotions, not allowing ourselves to express ourselves is definitely something that can, instead of allowing yourself to connect better with others, build up the wall around our hearts, our souls, and our very existence, not allowing ourselves to tap deeper into who we are as human beings and as spiritual beings, but also connecting with our fellow humans that we already are connected with on a very spiritual and conscious level. So the next question ends up being, what happens when you or I, I'll use myself, what happens when I crave true intimacy, but I'm afraid to risk being vulnerable in order to build it? Is there a way for me to be intimate with others without being vulnerable? And what's the point of being vulnerable anyway? Again, is there true power in vulnerability? couple notes. Vulnerability is about exposing and releasing. Vulnerability is about being who you are without fear of being judged or ill-received. Building intimacy with others so that we allow ourselves to be seen. Another quote from Kristen Hassler is, vulnerability is our way to break patterns of avoiding being truly seen for fear of how we will be received. You know, that speaks a lot, especially when we find ourselves in spaces where we really aren't sure why we don't feel heard, we really aren't sure why we we're not feeling loved, we're really not sure why we're not feeling like we belong in a space or why we're so afraid to open up and tell that person how we feel or why we're so afraid to take that next leap into a business or why we're so afraid to go up to our boss and our coworker and say what we need to say or why we're so afraid of anything and everything, why we're so afraid to just speak up. And the crazy part about vulnerability is that whether or not you decide to write it down, record yourself, use art as a means of expression, or just simply say something to someone about it, it can really just transform things. It's about releasing. It's about exposing. It's about being who you are and saying what you need to say. I do want to use myself as an example of how not allowing myself to be vulnerable has impacted some of the relationships I've been in or... Um, even things that I've wanted to try but didn't allow myself to try because I'm afraid that it wouldn't be received well or it was going to fail, right? And to be honest, not allowing myself to say what I really wanted to say in past relationship and even friendships, now that I'm thinking about it too, there have been cases where I haven't said what I needed to say in a friendship and it kind of just got weird. But specifically, more, more relatively recently, I guess, um, in a more romantic relationship, I didn't allow myself to be vulnerable with that person, yet I wanted that person to be vulnerable with me. 
I like wanted love, but yet I only really wanted the nice, pretty parts of love. I was afraid. I was afraid of really expressing myself and letting them know how I felt about them and how I felt about our relationship for fear of like feeling like I was going too fast or doing too much you know what I mean like and it, and it wasn't even like the situation or relationship was calling for something like that or was showing me something like that it was something that I was using my brain to construct and convince myself that that was happening and at the end of the day I wasn't allowing myself to be my most authentic self. So even when I was around that person and I was really enjoying that person's presence and I was enjoying myself in that moment and I was allowing myself to be myself, there would be elements of things that maybe I'd want to say or things that maybe I'd want to do that would be, you know, very intimate and loving that I wouldn't allow myself to do for fear that it wouldn't be received. And like I said, it's not necessarily that that person would not have received it. It's just so I was in a place where I'm like, oh, well, maybe that's going a little bit too fast, so maybe I'll wait. You know what I mean? Like, oh, oh, well, you know, maybe it's this. And honestly, looking back on, thinking back on some of these situations really makes me really be grateful for the people that I've met in my life so far that really are truly vulnerable beings that do not mind speaking their whole mind and letting you know how they feel about you. I've met a few souls in this lifetime that are like that. They're very direct, very open, and very loving, and just very straight up about how they feel. And they're not afraid of the possibility of being rejected, of not being validated, of not being received, of, you know, the feelings not being reciprocated. They're just like, this is it. This is how I feel. This is what I'm going to tell you. Either you're going to receive it or you're not. And I would say that that's where I am now. That's where I've allowed myself to kind of heal and grow through. And it took allowing myself to be a certain degree of vulnerable with myself. And when I started to commence my healing process, it got really ugly, but in a really wonderful way. You know, going through that is really tough and intense, that suffering, right? But what I've learned so far, so far is suffer being defined in Sanskrit as dukkha. You must invite it. You know, life isn't always going to give you peaches and cream or peach cobbler being one of my favorite desserts. But life isn't always necessarily going to be, you know, what we want it to be. I actually want to briefly read to you guys an excerpt from The Prophet by Khalil Gibram. And um, one of my friends actually just recently gave me this, this book and I'm so excited because they talk about love. And and episode four, I talked about love, right? And so I want to go and I want to kind of come back and talk about this love concept, but I want to talk about it in this sphere, in this realm of vulnerability. Because one thing about allowing yourself to be vulnerable means that you are allowing yourself to accept love into your life. And like I said, I'm not just talking about romantic love. I'm talking about whole, just complete love. And um, you're allowing yourself to receive it. You're allowing yourself to accept it, right? So when I was going through my healing process, I had to tell myself that I am worthy of accepting love. I'm worthy of receiving love. And you know what? I'm worthy of this healing process. And I invite this healing process. You know, I would sit and I would just reach out to the universe and say, you know what? I need guidance. And I accept and I look forward to this complete healing process and any type of love that comes with it, right? So you say, I am love and I invite love. 
But I want to read to you guys this excerpt because, man, it, it really kind of opened my mind up again about this concept of love, right? Because when you allow yourself to be vulnerable, what you are allowing yourself to do is to be open to the beautiful aspects of vulnerability, but also to something that may be hurtful. But the power, the grace, the beauty, the authenticity, the everything that is engulfed and the ability to allow yourself to be vulnerable is what trumps any possibility of quote-unquote negative that you may experience from allowing yourself to lead with your heart, to achieve that heart and mind balance, to express yourself, and to be open to receiving love, the basics of this universe. So this is page 13 actually from the book. So I'm going to go ahead and read to you guys. I think it's like one page or something like that. But um, love has no other desire but to fulfill itself. But if you love and must needs have desires, let these be your desires. To mount and be like a running brook that sings its melody to the night. To know the pain of too much tenderness. To be wounded by your own understanding of love. And to bleed willingly and joyfully. To wake at dawn with a winged heart and give thanks for another day of loving. To rest at the noon hour and meditate love's ecstasy. To return home at eventide with gratitude and then to sleep with a prayer for the beloved in your heart and a song of praise upon your lips. Now, I know that that was all about love, right? But one of the things that um, I didn't really tap too deeply into in the episode about love is that love, the true essence of love and everything that is us, takes true, authentic being and existence and acceptance that perhaps you might enter into a love relationship that will either succeed or fail. That perhaps you might enter into a very loving and healing space with yourself to, to realize and to unearth very unloving feelings that you may have held deep down inside you. And I think that one of the biggest parts about allowing yourself to be vulnerable and allowing yourself to love and be a part of that and feel that and feel both completely is that you accept the fact that allowing yourself to be open to these forces and allowing yourself to be your most vulnerable self means that you may encounter things that you don't necessarily want to, that you didn't necessarily calculate for. But that's where you divorce yourself from expecting things to go a certain way. You divorce yourself from having complete control over a situation or always expecting things to go a certain way. And I do want to kind of go into like a, well, I want to be more vulnerable, right? So let's just say the question is, I want to be more vulnerable, but I'm still afraid to do it. I want to be more vulnerable, but I'm not really sure where to start or how I can do it. What can I do and where can I start to really tap into a more vulnerable piece of myself and allow myself to be a bit more vulnerable. What can I do? I will start off by saying that not everybody needs to know every vulnerable piece about you. We do still have to be discernments of energy and who it is that we can and cannot speak to. I always recommend starting either with yourself and like I mentioned before, journaling, uh, using art as a means to express your vulnerability, 
or even allowing yourself to be more present through meditation or connect with someone that is a true confidant, uh, whether or not it be a friend, mentor, coach, um, parent, significant other, or someone that you can just really begin to start opening up to on a very vulnerable level. At the end of the day, I wholeheartedly believe that vulnerability is a means to allow ourselves to heal, to renew, and to release, and to connect. To connect deeper with ourselves, to connect to our truer purpose, and connect with everyone around us. And I think that once we really allow ourselves to tap into a space where we're allowing ourselves to say what we need to say. We're allowing ourselves to go where we need to go. We're allowing ourselves to explore that idea. We're allowing ourselves to do what we need to do. We're allowing ourselves to just really heal and be and exist and be our most authentic self, especially in a very healthy, healthy way. We don't ever really want to tap into something that we know deep down inside is going to hurt somebody. We want to allow ourselves to tap into very healing frequencies. We want to allow ourselves to tap into a greater sense of love and connection to ourselves and to everyone around us. And even if you feel as if tapping into a more vulnerable space is going to make you weaker, I argue that vulnerability is not weakness in any capacity. Instead, it is strength and it is courage. At the end of the day, if you find yourself in a fluctuating emotional state where you're anxious, you're sad, you're nervous, you're mad, whatever it may be, express that. Express it in any way that you may to express that. Just like meditation, in the beginning, it can be very odd and uncomfortable, something that you're not used to doing. You expect yourself to be able to dive deep into meditation immediately. And sometimes you're able to. Sometimes, you know, this may be your first meditation experience and you're like, wow, that was really great. I really felt centered. But there's other times where maybe it may not work out the way that you expected to. You may not immediately be able to just detach from your thoughts and allow them to come and go. You may need to do other tactics like breathing, focusing on your breathing to allow yourself to dive deeper into your meditation. Just like how meditation is a practice, vulnerability can be the same. It's allowing yourself to accept that transition, to one, even want the transition, to want to open up, to want to let that guard down that's around your wall, that's around your heart. To want to enter into a space where you will allow yourself to be your most authentic selves. No matter what our upbringing is, no matter what our environment was, we all have the ability to allow ourselves to be more vulnerable and authentic and genuine human beings as a ways to connect, like I said before, with ourselves and with others and to tap into our even greater potential. You never know. Once you allow yourself to be more vulnerable, you never know how a relationship may expand. You never know who you might attract into your life. You never know what type of emotional block you might be allowing yourself to heal from. You never know how that could just change the whole trajectory of your life. You never know how the energy level within yourself could completely change. You never know how accepting of yourself and others you might become. You never know the type of compassion that you might allow yourself to tap into or the freedom that you might feel. From allowing yourself to explore what it means to be vulnerable, to embrace the power of vulnerability. I do want to go ahead and bring this to a close with a couple of concluding points. One is allow yourself the opportunity to be your fullest self. 
Each day is another chance for us to get closer to ourselves, our loved ones, and all the people around us. Life can get very heavy sometimes, from people telling us how we should or should not express ourselves, um, how we should or should not act, how we should or should not quiet our own voices. But the reality is that you have the control of yourself to allow yourself to express yourself how you need to, to do the things that you need to, to be compassionate, to be grateful, to be loving, to express that hurt, to express that pain, to do what you need to do, to try that new job, to go ahead and, per and pursue that idea, that entrepreneurial spirit that you've been feeling welling inside of yourself, to start that podcast, to do what it is that you need to do, to heal and to be your most authentic self. At the end of the day, vulnerability allows you to conquer fear. It allows you to be a leader and it allows you to be courageous. You never know who's watching you. You never know who might be learning from what you're doing. I do wanna make a comment though. When you do speak, always know that you should speak with kindness and with loving intentions. I know that some things in life can really get us upset and we're just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be real vulnerable real quick. I'm gonna go ahead and let you know. <laughs> But always do your best to speak from a place of compassion and understanding. Hold your ground. Be loving. Be assertive. But be kind and gentle. At the end of the day, it's a practice. And just like meditation, our life is a practice. Being a human being is a practice. You got to eat to sustain yourself. You got to drink water. You got to sleep. You got to do a lot of things. And I truly believe that meditating on this concept of being vulnerable, speaking to the universe, saying, hey, I need some help. Guide me on this vulnerable path. Allow me to understand what it means to be vulnerable. How, whatever way that makes sense for you, I truly believe and support all efforts to become a more vulnerable person. And Let's change this notion that the word vulnerable and vulnerability are so bad. I mean, as we've noted before, there's a lot of different ways that we can use the word vulnerable and we can use vulnerability in different contexts. I'm using it in the context of really trying to dig deeper into ourselves too. In terms of where I'm from, street terms being you're real, being 100% yourself, being real, being honest, keeping it real, keeping it a buck. Shout out to the DMV. <laughs> but, um, I just really want to encourage everyone to really start somewhere and to keep practicing, to keep trying, you know, and don't get mad at yourself when you find yourself, you know, very guarded in a situation. Or if you're thinking back to an old situation where you're like, dang, if, if only I would have just told them that I love them. If only I would have just told them how them saying what they said made me feel. If only I would have just pushed myself to try a little bit harder if only what if I would have just you know negotiated my salary a little bit more you know because I don't know right all these different things and concepts and and situations can put us and plunge us into very vulnerable spaces where we feel like we're losing control I want to encourage everyone that you're not losing control that opening up and saying something is being courageous and it's being strong and it's being 100% you and what needs to be done. I want to end with this final quote by Brene Brown, and it says, what makes you vulnerable makes you beautiful. 
Thank you everyone for listening in to yet another episode of Meditation Matters. I'm your host, Nayo Shell, and as always, leave a comment. Let's discuss. Something you agreed or didn't agree with, let's discuss. I'm always here to discuss, everyone. Thank you so much. Much love and many blessings and peace unto all. Namaste.